Say, Greg, how you doing? I'm on the dark side of the moon, man. Oh, man. Man, um, I wish you were here, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. You, uh, I'm I want to sit so down much and uh, have a cigar because uh, <laughs> we're going to be <laughs> talking about the man, Roger Waters. Um, what what has this guy been up to? You know, I mean, he's on tour. He's doing his thing. And I guess, wouldn't you have it? Roger Waters also is the latest victim of cancel culture. Oh my gosh. They finally came for him after selling. Yeah. Some of the most popular albums of all time, I guess uh, better to go out in a blaze of cancellation than to just sort of slowly peter out in irrelevance. Right. So, so who did he offend? Uh, um, what did he come out as like a, a, uh, let's see, a, a bathroom panic guy. Uh, <laughs> not quite. Oh. You guess again. What what words are you not allowed to say that he refuses to cut out of his, his songs? Yeah, right. Exactly. He didn't become an R-word guy. Um, but in fact, he's actually getting canceled by the... Um, Ukraine emoji and Twitter name people. <laughs> oh, fucking awesome. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause Roger Waters is a cool dude, actually. Yeah. Actually, like, he's, he's like a good guy. Based, like, right. He's, and yeah, he's kind of based. We love Roger Waters. I, I gen- genuinely like, I'm, I've always been a big Pink Floyd fan. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a huge Pink Floyd fan. Yeah. I mean, of course, as our show has constantly said, and um, one of our, you know, co-hosts has, in a more radical way kind of said um, that you should never actually take musicians seriously. You should never like, you know, look at them for some, uh, you know, got political guidance. You should always uh, look at your podcasters. podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should always the people who you tune in every week. Uh, those are the people you should be taking seriously. However, um Roger Waters is getting canceled for a statement that he made on Ukraine and he had he, to cancel. So he's a Putin guy then is what you're saying. Yeah, right. Like, right. He had a base, uh, <laughs> like base Putin take like, you know what? Ukraine's not a real place. That's why yeah, I right. won't be touring in Ukraine. It's always been part of Russia. It's always been part of there Russia. There are no Ukrainian people. Uh, they, they speak, uh, they speak Russian. They're just not very good at it. Mm-hmm. They kind of um, suck at that's it. That's why they sound and stupid. They have a weird it. accent. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know. Yeah. Is well, that, he is that it? he was he was forced to cancel his show in Krakow, and the city councilor said that he he should uh, just sing in Moscow and said like as an insult because of uh, this statement earlier this month. This is from Politico. Earlier this month, Waters gave an explosive interview to CNN in which he describes U.S. President Joe Biden as a war criminal who is fueling the fire in Ukraine. Note the use of an outdated the Ukraine, Politico points out. Oh, okay. <laughs> the man's 100 years old. It's been called the Ukraine. Like, I mean, this is like, this is the stupidity of the politics surrounding this war. Like the the instant like embrace of uh, nationalist signifiers by like everyone in the people who Americans who give a shit about like 
uh, foreign matters. The Ukraine, Ukraine, like it's just a tra- it's like it's a translation. That's all. It yeah. Is. Like whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Politico goes on and slammed NATO for, quote, pushing right up to the Russian border. Oh, and for good measure, he said that, quote, Taiwan is part of China. Wow. OK, that is actually based because, um, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, yeah, same old story. Like if you say anything about like, uh, uh, you know, any possible complicity in this of the empire, like, you know, you're a Putinist or whatever. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't really see the utility of like having like a, a, a based Taiwan take, but like. <laughs> you know like i don't know what the point of that is like I, I maybe maybe oh well well greg well we'll we'll get we'll get into it because maybe uh he he shares some of the same blood that that we have so political goes on blah 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 um a week before russia invaded ukraine in february he told an interviewer on the kremlin mouthpiece rt that talk of an invasion was bullshit Anybody with an IQ above the room temperature knows an invasion is nonsense. By early March, she was writing on Facebook that he was disgusted by Vladimir Putin's invasion, which she dubbed a criminal mistake and the act of gangster. In the same social media post, he said that the that Western governments were fueling the fire by pouring arms into Ukraine. A couple weeks later, Waters used a podcast featuring the musician Brian Eno and former Greek hmm. cabinet member Yanis Varoufakis to condemn propaganda to demonize Russia. So this man is a podcaster, folks, um, <laughs> in in spirit, at least. And that's why he has a based uh, Taiwan take, probably. Okay. Just because he just yeah. has podcaster energy running through him. Yeah, he's the he's the greatest uh, kind of celebrity, and that is a podcast guest. Uh, yes. <laughs> someone who will appear on, who has like a dignity low enough to appear on a podcast. So what? So the the Polacks don't want to don't want him to play that because like he hasn't like towed the the line. I mean, this is like the thing. Like, in addition to like you shouldn't listen to musicians, they should probably shut up about shit like this because like you know, just gets them in trouble. And who who cares? Like, yeah, it gets them in trouble. It doesn't really like you know move the needle on a lot of things. Um, he just has dignity, like you know. Yeah, so I mean, had, like it's cool. He's it's cool answer to questions. say, I guess, but like you know, kind of messes up the bag a little bit. But I mean, like he he said in the past, like you know, he's labeled Israel an apartheid state. It, it attracts a lot of controversy, right? A lot of Zionists get up in arms over that, right? If you're a big musician, uh, pointing out the true fact that Israel is an apartheid state, um, then. I mean, yeah, this is kind of the same thing of having, like, base takes. So, I mean, more power to him. It definitely, like, doesn't do him any uh, favors, but I'm sure history will look fondly on him, so. Great records, man. Welcome back to Mechanical Freak. We are coast to coast shining on you crazy diamonds. It's just me, Munya, and Greg here for this week's re-up. Thank you all for tuning in. We got a banger of an episode for you. We got it in the bag. And, you know, speaking, Greg, on Roger Waters, on Ukraine, Russia, 
this could be the start of World War Three. Who knows, right? Like, this is Germany suspecting um, a sabotage hit from Russia's Nord Stream pipeline. So, doesn't feel good. No, 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 it doesn't. Um, it's quite. Uh, is concerning. I mean, like, uh, what we know now is that, uh, you know, the Nord Stream pipeline was hit, has hit in two different locations. Right. And, um, simultaneously. At least two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty fucking wild. Um, you may remember like, uh, what people were talking about, uh, when the invasion first started, when Russia first invaded Ukraine, um, was the question of the gas pipelines. I mean, a big part of the politics around Russia and Ukraine and the West is the pipeline that goes through Ukraine, the old Soviet pipeline. But um, there's also the much newer Nord Stream, which goes, you know, sends Russian natural gas on the floor of the Baltic Sea uh, to Germany. And then you may recall that at the beginning of this invasion, this year they were supposed to open Nord Stream 2, which is just a second pipe that goes basically very close to the first one uh, to send even more gas to Germany. Uh, You may recall that because of the invasion, the opening of the new pipeline was halted. Um, So it's just been sitting, not uh, sending gas all this time. It's been known all along that like the United States has been against opening this second pipeline, but like Germany's gone ahead with it anyway until this invasion they were able to like stop it you know under pressure from opening under pressure from the united states from opening uh after the invasion then of course you know the 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 most sort of relevant factor here is the the wave of sanctions against russia which we know like been massive in some ways but like also kind of ineffective they've been able to uh do business in different ways outside of the dollar, outside of U.S. controlled markets, selling, you know, their carbon products to India, China, you know, uh, they're not they're getting through that. And so about a month ago, they finally just told the Germans, hey, well, uh, fuck you. Citing like maintenance, they shut down the original Nord Stream. So basically, like <laughs> leading up to this, like this is a major political issue for Europe is um, the en- energy prices. Like, I mean, energy prices around the world are going up, but like, that's because like, there's a real shortage in Europe because all this fucking gas that's supposed to be pumping into Germany every day, including like that they decided they needed more of. So they built a whole nother fucking pipe is gone. Right. Like, and even before they shut off the uh, Nord Stream a month ago, the Russians did. This is a major political issue related to Europe staying like in favor of this war, right? Like the Germans like staying on board with America backing Ukraine is like the, the massive disruption to the European like energy system that this is causing. They're everyone in Europe, the Germans, you know, they're having to these are major political fights about like, ah, fuck, do we like turn back on some of our nuclear reactors? Do we like, uh, start refurbishing some of the ones we were hoping to close soon? Uh, it's a real like salient 
political issue that could be solved in one possible way by uh, making peace with Russia by, you know, maybe not probably unlikely that Germany or the rest of Europe would like make a separate peace with Russia. They're not going to say like, hey, listen, fuck it. Fuck the Americans and fuck the Ukrainians. Do whatever you want in Ukraine. But like, we'll stop giving them weapons and we won't fuck with them anymore. Let's just send us the gas. Like that's probably not going to happen, but yeah. they could feeling the pressure. I and mean, this has been a huge, this has been probably what mo- the major political issues in Europe it, have been energy for the last two months, looking ahead at the winter going for Germany. Like they've already started announcing. There's been all these stories about like announcing major rationing of energy by like setting limits on the temperature you can keep your house at you know like in the fucking the fucking german winter you know like uh because they just don't have it and this is sending just this lack this is like an immediate like lack for germany like this is where a lot of their energy is coming from but then that of course is disrupting markets to where like also in the uk like the energy markets are so bad over there that like they're talking about like massive amount of businesses, like like factories, like on the edge of shutting their doors because energy prices have just fucking gone through the roof. And so for everyone involved, there's a real pressure to, again, not make a separate piece. It was just probably just not in the cards, but to push for negotiations for talks to end this fucking war which is the only sane thing to do here what we've said you know in previous weeks like that's how this is going to end this this is going to end in some kind of negotiated peace um there's a lot of fucking uh idiot psychos out there who think talking about like talking to russia and trying to make peace is like somehow uh, plays into Putin's hands or something, but like, and hey, it may if they're on top when it all goes down, but like, that is how this is going to end. But what we also know is that Britain and America, at, at the moments, including very early on and in the lead up to the whole thing, where there was a possible for diplomatic possibility of like a diplomatic solution to all this. I mean, you can go, you can trace that back as far as you want. The the provocations of uh, the U.S. empire, you know, uh, flirting with bringing Ukraine into NATO or becoming closer with them, pulling them away from Russia, all the things that have been talked about. But like right up to this crisis and after the invasion where there was, including in Ukraine, a desire to talk to the Russians about like, well, fuck it, let's sort it out. And they were told not to. We know this by Specifically, like the most like concrete leaks of that have been, you know, on the part of Britain, like Boris Johnson. But like, yeah, obviously, this isn't that's an American led project because what our empire wants is war, continued war, just for this to go on long enough to hurt Russia in some mm-hmm. abstract way to just to what end? Uh, I guess just the 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 death of more Ukrainians. So. But like, that's a problem because this is a bad thing, right? Like war, it's it's not only it's killing a lot of fucking Ukrainians and some Russians, it's destroying Ukraine. A lot of their infrastructure is displacing, you know, probably, you know, millions of people. But it's also fucking up the European economy and the global economy. It's fucking everything up. It's fucking everything up. 
And if you are sitting in Germany or even Britain and anywhere else in Europe and seeing energy prices fucking skyrocket to where you're like talking about like a, a major economic breakdown, but also to the point of literally telling people like we you have to just wear a sweater in your house all winter because you yeah. you can't keep it above 50 fucking degrees so just so we can keep the lights on in the hospitals you're talking about like a major like potential collapse of stability of like the governments of central europe okay um and so you gotta figure it's looking pretty good to some quarters in germany to like start pushing for negotiations to wrap this shit up to end this so they can start pumping that fucking gas again like that is obviously like a political current right that is something that would be from their point of view an easy fix if you're not obsessed with uh bleeding russia at the expense of like what you have to weigh that you know you have to weigh that against like the the not just like the well-being of your people the business climate the economy for industry which is again you know being hugely affected by this in germany too like manufacturing slowing down there in a massive way as well um i mean there's ask- a reason there's a reason why the dollar is more powerful than the euro right now um and you know the uh dollar is uh, increasingly gaining on the pound right uh on levels that we haven't seen um there's a lot of factors that are you know, dig into it. But I mean, of course, a part of that has to be, um, you know, the energy uh, market and the fact that Europe is in a really tight situation where there's not much, uh, you know, power anymore in terms of what they can really do because they can't really externalize uh, and export this war, right? It's uh, directly affecting the people back home, which means it's actually their problem. Yeah, it's their problem that the U.S. is just asking them to eat it, to just say, just, nope, stay it, stick, stay the course, which is a fucked up, it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. Like when you're, you've got the American empire breathing down your neck saying, you stick with us, you stick, this is, you know, NATO, we're together in this and together in what? Oh, just an endless war that we hope is going to last, I don't know, forever. (laughs) Just yeah. just to just to to bleed Russia for I don't know God if it lasted ten years they'd really be fucked up and you got to be in Germany whoever you are to one degree or another looking at that going like well we're gonna be pretty fucked up by the end of that too yeah and so it's gonna sound really good to start talking to the Russians and eventually get those fucking pipelines turned back on and what happens I don't know early this morning or something. But from the beginning, all the news reports like the said authorities in Germany and Denmark were saying, uh, yeah, looks like looks like fucking sabotage. And now are even basically confirming like the governments are saying like, yeah, it's got to be sabotage because they've now collected the data. There were multiple blasts virtually simultaneously on multiple points along both pipelines. Oh, my God. This is a major state action. This isn't an act of like petty terrorism. Who knows? Uh, Anything is possible. But what this points to, what this looks like is state 
covert military action against civil the civilian infrastructure belonging to Germany and Russia in international waters for political ends. Right. And God knows, I'm sure if it's not already out there already, at least one narrative that's got inevitably got to come like spewing it in your face like a fire hose is that somehow for some reason the russians did this right i mean they said a that galaxy brain move right yeah. like um let's just do a targeted strike on our own property that we can just like twist a valve to shut off you know like i mean logically yeah, they, they have that one doesn't end make it, any you know? sense no, it doesn't. But I and again, I actually haven't heard that because no, right now it's it's the early stages where they're just going, uh, Germans and the Den- and the Danes are saying it's sabotage. Uh, like, what does that uh, mean? So I don't that know. Just happened. And but I'm sure that's going to come about on some level. I mean, they try. They were Jesus. Uh, people who've been assassinated in Russia. They've been, you know, and the Western media has been like, oh, it's got to be a false flag by Russia. So you'll be hearing <laughs> that, like. A, a Russian false flag. I mean, yeah. you know, nothing's impossible and fuck, we'll probably never know. But we thought the war on Ukraine was just so dumb and illogical too, right? Like we thought that Putin would never really do that, you know? So like crazier shit has happened, but it just, it really just doesn't make sense why on a fundamental level of like Russia actually did want to just shut off the gas, why they wouldn't just... Yeah, I mean, they did. They shut it off a month ago. Like, you know, it's already shut off. So it's like, why damage your own pipeline? Right. It's this expensive thing. Like now you can. The only thing is the false flag narrative that there's like a larger political like. uh, Like realpolitik. Yeah. Like doing this covert thing that they're going to blame on America. And that's going to, I guess, you know, then you'll. I mean, these things when the. You know, shitheads in the media talk about like false flags. Like it doesn't actually have to add up. It's just like, wow, it's a dirty deed just to make them, you know, to make America look bad. Well, what makes way more sense is America has never liked these pipelines. They didn't want it Nord Stream 2 to open in the first place. They've been pressured. They're trying to do this shit. And like now, like one possible out here, one possible line of pressure for ending this fucking thing was the Germans just going, fuck it, we can't, like, our government will literally collapse by January if we don't turn these pipelines back on. So we need to negotiate with the Russians. We need to bring everybody to the table. And this way, that that doesn't matter now. Like, you can't just turn these on. Like, it now lengthens that process. Like, you know, the it's again, it's going to be blamed on Russia, and so that's what, you know, whether they believe it or not, someone's going to be telling that to people in the German government so that they are not that that gas just isn't coming back. So don't bother talking to the Russians. They're they're turning away from you. But like, even if they did, you know, even best case scenario, they did the negotiations like if you have to do them, you have to do the negotiations probably before you even start repairing it, you know, like before that even seems worth it. It's just sort of a, fi- a nail in a coffin of that whole project until like this war's over. And that's what, that's what makes the most sense. I mean, which is insane. If that's either way, some, some major state actor did a like covert a- major act of war 
you know, whether that's Russia against Germany or the United States against Russia. I mean, it, it's the kind of thing that is like, uh, you know, like might actually make the potted history, you know, textbooks, uh, if there are any written about the third world war, you know? Yeah. God forbid, you know, but it's, it's true. Like this is very significant. Really hope we don't have a third world war as much as like we, you know, there's jokes of, uh, you know, uh, we want G to like, uh, just vaporize us, uh, you know, with, you know, news like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to die from like for Nancy Pelosi or like for like just yeah. the U.S. Empire, right? Like I don't, this is not my fucking fight, right? Like uh, I want, I want to still live. Uh, it, it would suck, honestly, to get vaporized. So like, uh, and and it would suck if it happens to anyone. So um, really hope that we don't get into a third world war, but you know, if it does happen, this is, this is good. We're going to look back on this and you know, this could really be the start of that. And it's, um, it also does come after that, you know, Putin's latest like big political address where he, he did like talk about using nukes, like just did utter it, say like reiterate the threat. Like if this becomes international, like, then we will use nuclear weapons in Ukraine, you know, um, which is a threat that's been there from the beginning, but he, he reiterated it. And that was just like end of last or middle of last week or something. And uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, a lot of, a lot of parties irresponsibly uh, escalating toward a uh, larger international conflict, you know, whatever that ends up being. But yeah, like I say, we'll, we fuck. We may never know, man, about this shit with the pipeline. It could be if it could be the fucking Russians. They could figure like, well, this shit's dead. Our market in Germany and Europe for our natural gas is clearly like done. The mm-hmm. Americans have decided like that we're going to be cut out of the global economy. So, uh, you let's know, be legends. Maybe, let's be legends. Let's maybe, yeah. Do I guess again? The false flag is the only thing that makes any sense. But it was, but this always just seems like a fantasy, you know, like just a, a goofy, like, uh, you know, game theory problem. Like, so I, I don't know. I, I think the, the, the most obvious thing is, yeah, that America did this and fuck man, like, uh, you know, may God have mercy on us all. Well, speaking of God having, uh, mercy on us all, Greg, we got, uh, some local news. Yeah, that's God's mercy. Uh, Yeah. Having to pay attention to local news. Having to pay attention to local news and, oh my God, local politics. Jesus Christ, man. The stuff that just has completely wrecked us um, into irrecoverable brain damage. And, you know, wouldn't you have it? Hannah Keurig uh, has just posted this banger stranger piece titled Very Little for Progressive in Mayor Harrell's 2023 to 2024 budget. It refunds Seattle police underinvest in ending pedestrian deaths, but it's like 80% there on the Green New Deal. Yeah, it's a good article. Sums it up pretty well. But um, yeah, this is like uh, some real substantive policy out of the Harrell, Harrell uh, City Hall here in Seattle, where I am located presently. 
Yeah, so I'll just read a couple of paragraphs here to get the gist here. On Tuesday, Mayor Bruce Harrell unveiled his proposal for Seattle's 2023-2024 uh, budget. Despite a $140 million shortfall that forced cuts to most city departments. That's a pretty whopping shortfall. But the okay. mayor's office managed to give more money to the Seattle Police Department. Uh, yeah, well, hey, what do you know about that? Um, Weird. So refunding the cops we didn't defund to make up so skipping ahead here to make up for the budget shortfall harold said that his office looked for savings everywhere that that meant dipping into revenue from the jumpstart tax making cuts to many departments particularly those with saved money from unfilled vacancies but spd which is notoriously unable to fill its vacant positions didn't see cuts instead the mayor's budget made the police department one of the few agencies to see its salary savings reinvested in its own department. Instead of using money from the police budget to spend on social services, the mayor proposed a $20 million increase to police funding. Skipping ahead, the $20 million, the $20 million refund comes <laughs> from putting parking enforcement back under SPD's umbrella. Oh. <laughs> this is... Harold's a genius. He he's I. This is what I said. He would be he'd be a he'd be better at being mayor than well. Yeah, he actually understands politics, right? Like, he understands I mean, the the petty stupidity yeah. and just like ground level reality of uh, city politics. This, this is incredible. I mean, if you've listened to this show or followed the the bullshit since twenty twenty in this town. You know that fucking everyone from people in the city council, the mayor, the everyone in the last election cycle, you know, the Seattle Times, whoever will tell you that Seattle Police Department was defunded in and after 2020. Of course, that is not true. Uh, that never happened. Uh, but when like responsible outlets, uh, you know, like the Seattle Times want to actually cite something for that claim, they will throw out some numbers that relate to the sort of financial sleight of hand of moving parking enforcement and the 911 call center outside of SPD's budget lines, you know, technically making, in the case of parking enforcement, it part of the Department of Transportation. So... The thing about that is like it's things that the city was planning to do anyway before 2020, before like, you know, people were in the streets chanting defund. Um, so it was a real easy thing to just give in and say, yeah, look, look, and we're defunding the police. And of course, like the the, the based Dems on the council were like, yes, look, look, we said we would defund Fuck the police yeah. when, when you were sticking a, a, you know, metaphorical gun in our face. Uh, and and here's how we're going to do it. And yes, we did it. Be you know again because <laughs> unlike Bruce Harrell, they don't understand uh, how city politics works. That to claim to do something you're not doing, that you're the people you're trying to appease are going to understand that you haven't done it only to give your enemies who don't want you to do that thing ammunition to be able to say that you did do it when you did. Like you 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 get nothing out of doing that. Like. Uh, well, that's what they did. They said, yes, we defunded the police by technically shrinking the, um, SPD's budget by 
uh, over 20 million um, just by moving some stuff to other departments that is good. And here's the thing. These are these are in the tiniest way, substantively good changes. It takes a bunch of people out of SPD and makes them have much more limited roles of just parking enforcement. Um, it, yeah, it shrinks the, it shrinks the budget of XPD. It, it's, it sets a precedent for being able to like take stuff out of a police department budgetarily while keeping it around, but calling it something different to provide maybe a slightly different kind of service at some point to take it out of the power structure of, um, SPD. Well, this thing, it was slow rolled the whole time. It, I don't, it, I don't know if it ever really ended up happening in anything, but like purely financially, um, that's unclear. Like, uh, what the actual like command and control was, but theoretically like a, a really, uh, energetic city hall could have like really like made some changes here. Anyway, he's just saying like, nah, fuck that. He's like, Uh, Oh, one weird trick. We could just put this back into the Seattle police budget. Right. Yeah. Now he's going to get to go (laughs) hilariously. He's going to get to go around saying, Hey, I increased the the SPD. I refunded the SPD. It's the same fucking sleight of hand. It's just like, fuck, man. I I love to imagine that for, you know, decades to come, for the next 10 years, like this will just be the football that changes hands. Like every time you, you like, switch minorly switch poles with a, a mayor you know like someone who needs to come feels the need to come in and establish their um progressive like reformist bona fides and be like listen we, you know we're finally going to follow through on the promise uh we're we're moving <laughs> parking enforcement the thing you all hate anyway millions of dollars out of the seattle yeah, police we're department doing it we're doing it for <laughs> tens of millions of dollars good governance you know uh yeah like and that'll just keep going back back and forth and they'll keep saying like we've oh they're defunding no they're refunding it's gonna be great uh, i love it yeah, I mean, you, you just gotta love Democrats, man. I mean, I don't know this. <laughs> this is what we get, you know. If, if, if <laughs> like this is the cycle that you described, Greg. If we if we just keep on going down this path, it's it's hilarious. It's cynical, and it's like just the just banality of just and stupidity of local politics. Ultimately, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, no, it is, and and like. The thing is, it isn't completely cynical because like it, somebody did want this, you know, SPD wanted this. They want to have control. They want those officers to be their officers. Policing is a cultural and political uh, force. It is a, it's a movement of uh, interested parties. They're a class like by taking a bunch of people out of a police department potentially hopefully i i was never clear on how this was going to work but and i don't think anything ever changed but potentially out of the police union yeah i'm guessing that didn't happen and never was going to but like you theoretically could um but you know you know uh you know mike solon has the ear of bruce harrell i mean he's probably the one who gave jason rance the (laughs) bruce harrell's talking points (laughs) but um i mean he certainly was but um the union you know I'm sure uh, 
push for this. That's obviously like a, you know, I'm sure SPD command wants this. They want, they want to keep the, the game together. Like, why wouldn't you? It's, I mean, it's just, even just yeah, on basic, it gives the basic bureaucratic level. Yeah. yeah. Even just the basic sort of tendency of bureaucracy, the whole like politicization of police aside, like that's a natural thing. But um, yeah, like there was something minorly substantive to making that change. And now we're undoing it. You got to love it. Um, so yeah, that's right. Here in Seattle, the one city that really, honest to God, did defund their police is now uh, undoing it. So congratulations, everybody. Amazing. I mean, it, you know, here's, the, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this today. Like um, the, the, re- the, rhetor- the rhetoric debate of 2020 that continues on to this day. Like, amazingly, I feel like we haven't been hearing a, as much about it in the um, the run to the midterms here, which are in a month, I guess. Or uh, which is interesting, isn't it? Like it I is like, like a month uh, until the midterms. You're, you're yeah, and I don't know. I think maybe because of the Dobbs decision and Democrats feeling like that's the shit they they need to run on the culture war overreach of um, the GOP. Like they're not as eagerly and actively spending spending their time uh, attacking their own base on the left as is their like, you know, principal instinct. And the, the, the main cudgel of that over the last two years has been uh, the, Oh, def- all you defund people like, you know, root, you know, scared off uh, all the decent hardworking Americans. And that's why uh, Trump's going to come back or something. I don't know. Um, even though Joe Biden won uh, the, the election, <laughs> <laughs> but um and, you know i was just thinking like uh about that i'm sure we will hear a little more about it and it's like the thing is we you know we never thought that we were going to defund the police like we we're on record saying that that wasn't going to happen on this show but you know i can't help thinking that people that some number, maybe not a lot, but some number of people heard people talking about defunding the police and maybe in those conversations heard that like, holy shit, what half of my city's budget is the police? Uh, I think it's true that it 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 became like, it, it's an easy rallying cry for the like, the petty bourgeois shitheads of any like urban area, you know, like, but like, I don't know. I think uh, I still think it was a good, a good thing to get behind in the end. Uh, that's that's my take. Like, it was the right thing. Look, it was mo- it was moderated from abolish the police. It was moderated heavily from we need to round up and deal with the police. You know? Yeah. Uh, it was the thing that was not going to happen. But that's part of what you know politics is. Just sometimes you have to show that the the actually reasonable uh the very reasonable ask is not cannot is not allowed to happen the reasonable ask that you take some of half of the city budget out of the shithead police department that's out of control and is a force unto itself and doesn't really do anything good and maybe put some of that money into other uh forms of public safety and public good that addresses some of the things that 
people seem to want the police to address. And I think, you know, the fact that it it didn't end in actually defunding anything is fine. You know, it's just, we we probably got as got as good as we were going to get get out of that. Yeah, I mean, like where we are right now in a place that in just a country, one that it just doesn't really have high union rates and organization. This was, it was, it was something that we were just reacting to on the ground. And the fact that, um, you know, the message was not just, Hey, arrest these few cops. Right. And it was actually focusing on systems alone. I mean, like that's, that's an opportunity to really, you know, build community. Right. And to actually, you know, less just like raising awareness or whatever. Right. Like it's, it's, it's really about, um, you know, building like a coherent abolitionist movement uh, from the ashes, you know, and that has to start from somewhere. So, you know, even if something maybe is doomed to fail in the short term, it still has, uh, you know, big value um, in the long term. And, you know, we, we got to try as much as we are sometimes negative on this podcast. Um, you got to try. You got to get out there. So. Yeah, no regrets. Yeah. Well, uh, we should take this opportunity to um, send uh, prayers up for uh, Brian and presumably Bryn. Um, it's finally happened. That's why Brian's not here. Uh, after all this time, all the precautions, wearing the hazmat suit around to class, you know, te- teaching his class uh, from inside a uh, bubble like uh, from the John Travolta movie, Brian has finally contracted the plague. <sighs> uh, tested positive. So he's taking it easy. He's fine. You know, um, it, it was not necessary to intubate him. I did it anyway, but that's not why he's not here tonight. Uh, you know, just cause he's, he just wanted a break and he's going to chill out, you know? So, uh, presumably they'll, they'll be fine. But, uh, you know, um, I, you know, hope, uh, hope you guys are feeling good and, uh, taking it easy, resting up. Um, it will soon guys plotting revenge against Brian's students who, yeah, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna give them a fucking F gonna <laughs> fail those retaliation <laughs> little professor retaliation action going on uh-huh. i mean that's that's the power he's got this is the power he's going to use so get well um brian uh, Bryn, you should actually make him sleep out in the shed um i seem to remember there was a bed out there um so that he doesn't <laughs> uh infect the you. literal doghouse see that's that's amazing like you don't you don't get a literal doghouse anymore to send to send your partner uh, out. Well, to. M- millennials have gotten rid of the yard, you know, right? As a trend, ha- having a yard is something millennials have just uh, done away with as a trend, like the guest room, you know. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I suppose it's only a matter of time that uh, we'll all eventually get it. Maybe I've had it many times. My immune system's just. I, mean, that, that's, uh, I think so about powerful. that all the time. Like, remember back like in December, like I've never tested positive for it, but it's like, I'm sure like maybe I could have been like asymptomatic at some point. Like, I don't know. Right. Like that's the thing that there's just like asymptomatic, <laughs> you know, cases. And why would I, you know, if we're not doing compulsory, like 
you know, state run like testing every day Weekly or know? something. Yeah. Daily. Yeah. Well, then you how know, the hell would I know? We're just built different. Monia. We probably have it right now. We've probably spread it to many people, but just haven't, there's no effect on our, us ourselves. Yeah. Because we're built different and we're Scorpios. That's why. Yeah, and that's Aries, right. it, it, we're Scorpios sun, Aries moons. That's right. Just like right. Bill Gates. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we're, we're like Bill Gates in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. For real, for real. All right. Well, uh, you know, stay frosty out there, everybody. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you. See you later. Yeah. Bye.